I hope, you know, that every nurse gives themselves the permission to be their true feeling selves. Because it's hard to be a nurse. You're a first responder. And I want to just say, A, I appreciate you for the work you do. And self-care is not selfish. NASN 2021 Virtual Conference is right around the corner. Come and learn about the latest topics and trends that are impacting school nurses around the world. Earn up to 20 plus contact hours of continuing nursing education CME credits, highlighting our theme, Transforming Student Health, School Nurses Leading the Way. Come and hear from our national and international speakers, including Dr. Mark Brackett, Carson Tate, Baldwin Cunningham, Dr. Byron McClure, and others to learn how you can continue to lead the way in transforming student health. Save your virtual seat today. Register via www.nasn.org. Welcome to the NASN School Nurse Chat Podcast. This is Donna Mazik, Executive Director for the National Association of School Nurses. The focus of today's podcast is the topic, Permission to Feel, Healthy Emotions and Stress Management. This is a topic that we'll have at our NASN 2021 Virtual Conference opening keynote. And we are so excited that we have that keynote speaker with us today on the podcast. He's Dr. Mark Brackett. Dr. Brackett is the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, and he's a professor in the Child Study Center at the Yale School of Medicine. He's a distinguished scientist on the National Commission on Social, Emotional, and Academic Development, and he's on the board of directors for the Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning, CASEL. Dr. Brackett is the lead developer of RULER, a systemic evidence-based approach to social and emotional learning that has been adopted by over 2,000 public, charter, and private preschools through high schools across this nation and other nations. I am so happy to welcome you, Dr. Mark Brackett, to the NASN School Nurse Chat Podcast. Well, Donna, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be here with you. Wonderful to have you here, and I know you want me to call you Mark from here on out, and that's how I'll address you. Now, why don't you start off, Mark, with what is emotional intelligence? Are we born with it, or is it taught? Can we learn it? Tell us more. So, it is something that has to be learned, and it's interesting because a lot of people think of it as, well, either you are or you aren't emotionally intelligent, and I'm here to tell everybody These are a set of skills that we all have to develop across our entire lives. And we define them as the ruler skills, R-U-L-E-R. The first is recognizing emotions, both in ourselves and other people. How am I feeling? How are you feeling? The second skill is understanding emotions. What's causing my feelings? What makes me feel angry? And how is that different from what makes me feel disappointed or frustrated? The third is getting really precise with the language of emotion. Am I angry or am I just peeved? Am I ecstatic or am I just content? The E in ruler is expressing emotions, knowing how and when 
to express emotions with different people across context, understanding the role of culture. And then finally, emotion regulation, the last R, regulating emotions. What are the strategies that I can use to help myself have greater well-being, to deal with life's ups and downs, and what are the strategies that I can help other people use to support their health? Well, thank you for breaking that down for us. It's certainly a lot different than our uh, language of mad, glad, sad. Yes, it is. And being able to identify those emotions is so important. You have a book titled Permission to Feel, and that term alone evokes so much that deals with where we are in our lives right now. What is the mindset and message behind permission to feel? You know, just to get personal for a minute, as a kid, I struggled a lot. I had abuse in my childhood, which was very unfortunate. And I had a lot of bullying in my childhood, which also was not helpful. And as a victim, I was basically robbed of my feelings, like many people, I think, are in life. And whether it be about gender, whether it be about your race, your sexual orientation, so many people feel like they can't be their true, full feeling selves. And that's why I call that permission to feel, because I believe that we all need that permission to feel. And we're born with it, but it's, our culture pulls it out of us. And we grow up thinking we have to hide our feelings, we have to suppress our feelings, we have to repress our feelings, as opposed to being our true, full feeling selves. That's incredible. You had me at robbed of feelings. That's a, a situation that many of us find our human selves in. Brene Brown recently said that your book is practical, tactical, and actionable. Can you give us an example from your book that speaks to her words? Can we play a little game with each other, yes. Donna? Sure. All right, cool. All right, so Donna, ask me how I'm feeling. Hi, Mark. How are you feeling today? Fine. Hmm. See, it doesn't what? go anywhere. Doesn't right? go anywhere. Nope. I mean, let's be honest. Isn't that what we mostly say? Fine. Okay. Ugh. An exaggerated kind of busy. Ask me again, Donna. Okay. Hi, Mark. How are you feeling today? Hi, Donna. You know, it's been rough. It's like this odd mixture of like, I'm kind of frustrated, overwhelmed, anxious, and feeling a little hopeless. Mm. Can you tell me what's going on, Mark? I'd love to listen to what's happening to you right now. Well, you get an A plus in permission to feel, Donna. <laughs> because, and that's why you're a nurse, and that's why you're so loving and caring. You know, most people, right, they're like, in their heads, they're thinking to themselves, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do with this information? If you're a parent, right, you're like, oh, gosh, I got to go to work this morning. I don't have time to deal with this anxiety, frustration, despair. And so my point really is when you talk about actionable, well, here's some action steps. One, we've got to get comfortable not saying how's it going, but how are you feeling? We also have to get better at pausing and listening and having a facial expression that says, I'm really eager to hear what you have to say, and I'm not going to judge you for what you say. And then we have to be open in to supporting people, you know, because especially right now during these multiple pandemics, think about it. People are suffering. Yes. People are having a lot of feelings, and people have been in isolation. My goodness, you know, 
if there's one actionable step, it's build relationships with kids in your schools, build relationships with other adults, check in with their feelings, don't judge them for their feelings, and offer to be that close person that they can problem solve with. That was pretty actionable and a huge takeaway just in the middle of our conversation. Thank you for that, Mark. We know that school nurses oftentimes are, are like a lot of professionals in a school dealing with what's happening in front of them. And in these uncertain and highly stressful times that you've talked about, we know that from you, identifying and managing our emotions, that's really key to what, how we process and move forward in our lives. How can school nurses prepare themselves to address the various levels of trauma and social emotional needs that students and families in their school communities will have? And I think school nurses are typically, you know, for me, just to be honest, underappreciated in schools. They're not always part of the professional development that educators themselves get, you know, the typical teacher. And so, you know, in our work in schools, uh, we have an approach that's called RULER, which is an evidence-based approach to social and emotional learning. We're in 3,000 schools across the United States, and a big part of our recommendations and training is everybody who works in the school must get education in emotional intelligence, because then there's a common language. And so if the child in the classroom is used to talking about their feelings with our tool, which we call the mood meter, then the nurse, it would be great for her to have that tool because then there's a consistency, you know, for that child. And so I will give every nurse that attends my session and every nurse through NASN a free version of my mood meter so they can download it and print it out and put it on their office. And essentially, it's a simple tool that just allows you to help children and yourselves label your feelings. Because think about it. Most kids don't go to the, the nurse's office, right? Because they're excited, happy. <laughs> right? Right? Well, they, no. And so oftentimes even we confuse our feelings with physical ailments. To give you an example, I'm a chronic worker. I mean, I work way too many hours. And sometimes at night I'm at home and I'll say something like, oh, I'm so anxious. Mm. And then um, I realize I'm not anxious. I'm just tired. You know, and my body is starting to shake and I'm feeling depleted. And so my brain says, oh, that's that's anxious. But I don't need a strategy to regulate my anxiety. What I need to do is go to bed. And so there's so much confusion in our world with our physical self and our emotional self. And I think that nurses can be the perfect people, you know, to help kids, you know, really both understand how they're feeling, especially when things are not going well, when there is something wrong, to help them not ruminate or be obsessive and help them feel, you know, that they're getting the support they need. But also, you know, help kids make sense out of sometimes it's just something physical and we're going to fix that and you're going to be fine. That's just groundbreaking and life-changing and life-giving, Mark, being able to separate the emotional from the physical. And as you said, school nurses often encounter students in the health room who are calling a physical issue, not dealing with the physical issue, but where that emotion is. Join Dr. Mark Brackett 
for the Permission to Feel Book Club, Spring-Summer 2021. The book club will meet for five consecutive Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern for 45 minutes, starting May 20th, 2021. Your task is to read or listen to the book, preferably with some friends, colleagues, or family members, so you can process the content in community. Then you just show up for the virtual club each week with Dr. Brackett. It's also recorded for those of you who have conflicts with the time. These recordings will be made available on Dr. Brackett's YouTube and Facebook channels. It's not too late to join. Register for the book club today and get access to the recordings. Sign up via www.markbracket.com. And when it comes to to trauma, you know, which unfortunately too many kids have experienced in our nation and the world, sometimes, for example, we can misidentify emotion because of a child's behavior, especially when there's trauma. So, for example, a child comes in, I hate school, I don't want to come back to school, and it looks like they're angry. But that's how they're behaving. That's not actually how they're feeling. And so until we understand what's really happening for that child, that maybe that child feels shame because they were bullied, you know, on the playground and someone diminished their self-worth and now they have a stomach ache and they're coming in and acting out. And then all of a sudden we're treating the anger that we've made up when it really is the shame, you know, and the bullying. And so this is why, you know, I talk about in my book, why we all need to become compassionate emotion scientists, right? Curious. Curious explorers. Compassionate emotional scientists. Curious explorers. I'm looking forward to that mood meter, Mark. You also uh, teach a course, I've seen it on Coursera, free um, course, on managing emotions in times of uncertainty and stress. And in that course, you share survey results from the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, where over 2,500 educators nationwide found their top emotions included being anxious, exhausted, frustrated, stressed, and overwhelmed. Now, we talked about students coming to the school nurse with their physical symptoms and maybe needing help in identifying emotions. How can school nurses be supportive to school staff members that may present to the health office with those types of emotions that are recorded in that study? Firstly, what our research shows is that we're terrible at labeling our feelings. Mm. And so what I mean by that is, you know, when I say I'm stressed, it may not mean that I'm stressed. It may mean that I'm anxious. It might mean that I'm overwhelmed. It might mean that I'm frustrated. It might mean that I'm feeling fear. And all of those emotions are different. So I think nurses can be wonderful coaches. And as they have a deeper understanding of these different emotions, it makes it easier to help people. Because think about it. I'll give you the best example. I'll give you a personal one. When you're a professor, you have to go up the ranks, assistant professor, et cetera, and you get tenure. So when I was going up for full professor, I went to the doctor and I was really stressed out. And the doctor said to me, oh, this is what happens. 
here's your Prilosec for your heartburn, and here's your Ativan, you know, for your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know. That's it? Five-minute meeting? <laughs> and so I left that meeting, and I said, Mark, you're the director of the Center for Emotional Intelligence. How are you feeling? Are you stressed? And I said, I'm not really stressed, because stressed is when you have too many demands and not enough resources. Okay. Well, am I afraid? No, there's no danger here. Am I anxious? You know, well, there's not that much uncertainty. I've done the work. So what the heck am I feeling? And I realized I was chronically overwhelmed. I didn't give myself any breaks. And I was just, you know, working like a dog every day. And I had no freedom. And so think about that. If I were anxious, right, you might want to help me do some mindfulness exercises, you know, or breathing exercises. But because I was overwhelmed and the reasons for it, I don't need to add more mindfulness exercises to my routine. I need to stop doing things, right? I need like better routines and better structure. Go to bed earlier and Mm -hmm. sleep a little bit later and give yourself some breaks during the day. And so there's a Mm -hmm. saying, which is you got to name it to tame it. Yes. One of my goals in life and the reason why I wrote my book and have these courses, right, is to help people appreciate the value of emotion language. Wow, Mark, that was a great example. And it was very instructive to hear how you processed what you were feeling by going through different feelings until you found what really resonated with what you were feeling. And then you can apply the remedy. Exactly. And, you know, by the way, the first remedy is that it's all okay. Just want to put that out there. You know, in the the concept of permission to feel is that there's no such thing as a bad emotion. Emotions are our life experiences. We're not going to judge them as good or bad. We're just going to appreciate that they're there. That's great. I'm really looking forward to your session at the NASA 2021 conference, Mark. You do give very practical and actionable information. And as we think about school nurses preparing for the the new school year to come in 2021-2022 and listening to you at the conference will provide them, I believe, with something they can work on before the school year starts. So what key takeaways would you want school nurses to receive after participating in your session? Well, a couple of things. The first is, I actually, now that I think about it, I would like to offer every nurse that's part of your organization to participate in a survey so that we can learn from them about how they've been feeling and what their needs are. I will provide tailored support for you free of cost. And so I just want to let people know that I'm going to create a survey for you to participate in and get that link out to you to tailor it. Because I think the more tailored the approach, the better. But there are some general ideas here, Donna. I think the first is, I hope, you know, that every nurse gives themselves the permission to be their true feeling selves because it's hard to be a nurse. You're a first responder. And I want to just say, A, I appreciate you for the work you do. And self-care is not selfish. We've got to find ways to set personal goals, right, to have our own well-being. Everyone deserves well-being in life. It is a human right to be well. 
And I think, you know, while I have a hunch that nurses are more inclined to be emotionally intelligent than others just because of the nature of their work, this is life's work. And so we can always learn more words to be more precise in our feelings. We can always learn more strategies. I'm endlessly learning new strategies to help me manage my feelings. And I will tell you that during the pandemic, I went into this thinking, oh, well, I'm the, I'm a leading expert in emotional intelligence. And then April came, May came, and I was working from home. (laughs) My my mother-in-law moved in with us because she was visiting from Panama and couldn't go home for eight months. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you, Donna, I needed like major help. (laughs) I was like, oh, I need new strategies. Yes. And so if we approach our own and others' emotional lives as compassionate emotion scientists, there's always opportunities to grow and learn. That's what I'm excited to share with everybody and get into more details about things like the mood meter, which, you know, everyone can use and, and really, you know, what are the research-based strategies that we know are very effective? Mark, I, I really appreciate this time hearing from you and the term of compassionate emotional scientists truly resonates with this nurse. And thank you so much for taking time to have this conversation and I'm really looking forward to our our school nurses taking advantage of hearing you during our conference. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. It's been wonderful. Our guest today, Dr. Mark Brackett, helping us learn how to give ourselves permission to feel what we feel. And there will be more to come. Come to NASA in 2021. We're excited to have you listen to us today on the NASN School Nurse Chat Podcast. Until next time. Join us for the NASN 2021 virtual conference starting on Monday, June 21st through Friday, June 25th, 2021. Our opening keynote speaker is the director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, Dr. Mark Brackett. His session titled, Permission to Feel, Healthy Emotion Regulation During Uncertain and Stressful Times is Tuesday, June 22nd from 11 a.m. to 12.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do not miss this interactive session that will give you the evidence-based research strategies to support your emotional health and well-being during these stressful and uncertain times. Give yourself the permission to feel. Sign up today for the NASN 2021 virtual conference via www.nasn.org.